0: And welcome back to another episode of The Binge Eating Dietitian. My name is Jo, I'm a registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counsellor here to smash the taboo of binge eating. Today I want to get into something which I haven't spoken about that much and that is intuitive eating. And in particular, I want to focus on one of the principles of intuitive eating, which is honour your hunger. If you haven't heard of intuitive eating before, I'm going to sum it up for you really quick. So intuitive eating is a set of principles that are used to guide somebody who is struggling with an eating disorder, disordered eating or binge eating to a place where their relationship with food is more healthy, more well-rounded and gives them the quality of life back from their disordered eating habits. Intuitive Eating was designed by two dietitians in California back in like 1995, so quite some time ago. It started off with a book which contained these 10 principles and they used these in their own practices to help their own clients who had struggled with chronic dieting, disordered eating behaviours, not been able to stick to any kind of weight loss plan. From there, the principles of intuitive eating were picked up by researchers and they decided that they would test out what was proposed by these two dietitians in their book on the intuitive eating principles to see if they actually worked in real life scenarios. So since 1995, the research has grown and grown. And that's why today we have such a robust evidence base for intuitive eating. And that's why it is so popular today because it has a really good evidence base behind it now. And as you know, I am all about the evidence and I don't promote any kind of quackery or anything that isn't backed up by science or professional experience. So honour your hunger is one of these 10 principles. And although there's not one principle that's more important than the other, I do believe that honour your hunger is one of the leading principles And I ask you to just take a second now and think about when I mentioned the word hunger or hungry, what thoughts come to mind and how does it make you feel? When you are struggling with binge eating or any kind of disordered eating or eating disorder, hunger is often something that is vilified. It's something that we just push away. We don't want to know about it. We don't want to think about it because that means that we are going to have to eat. Maybe if you just had a really big binge yesterday and now you're feeling hungry today, you might welcome that and you might be happy that finally you're feeling hungry after eating so much. But there is still an element of fear there because you know that if you start to eat again, that another binge might happen and that feeling of hunger is going to go and you may be back to square one. If you're recovering from chronic dieting, feeling hungry can be such a nuisance especially if it arises when you are not coming up to another meal or a snack and you have to wait a couple of hours until your meal plan says that you can eat again. What I'm trying to get across here is that we can have mixed feelings towards hunger and it's okay if when I mention the word hunger or hungry to you, it brings up a whole range of confusing, conflicting feelings like fear and worry and anxiety and also feelings of happiness and maybe being content because you know that if you're not hungry then you haven't just binged and in your mind that that's a good thing. To get you on your way to repairing your relationship with hunger I want you to keep in mind one key message and that is hunger is healthy and I really really mean that. Think about the last time you had a loved one who was sick Let's say they had a really bad tummy bug and they were really wiped out for days. The minute that their appetite returned, it was a good sign, right? I bet you were so happy to see them tucking into a bowl of soup or some toast and you really rejoiced when they started to say, you know what, I actually feel like I could manage a bit of food now. Having hunger or an appetite are signals that in that moment, we are well. But unfortunately, we have gotten into the habit of second-guessing hunger and saying things to ourselves like, oh, I can't be hungry, I've only eaten an hour ago, or I had just the most biggest binge ever. How on earth can I be hungry just a few hours later? We try to numb out hunger by doing things like drinking black coffee or having a diet fizzy drink or drinking tons of water in a bid to kind of dampen down that hunger. And while there's nothing wrong with drinking coffee or drinking water, of course, but if it's in an attempt to quieten our healthy body signs that we need food, then that is problematic. One of the most common concerns that I come across in people who are struggling with binge eating is that it can be really difficult to tell when you are hungry. For example, you might be able to go all day without eating and it's only in the evening time that you really start to feel hunger and you end up eating your entire day's worth of food in one go and that might be what your binge looks like. Hunger can feel different to everybody and I don't think I've said this in this podcast episode so far but there is no right or wrong to this. Hunger might feel different in your body than it does in my body and that's how it's supposed to be. Feeling hunger is so much more than just a rumbly tummy though so let's go through now some of the most common signs of hunger that have nothing to do with your stomach. First up is feeling cold. So when you are hungry, your body is lacking the food or energy it needs to maintain an optimal temperature throughout your body. So what it does, it prioritizes keeping your core warm. So it will prioritize the areas where your vital organs are, mainly in your chest and abdomen. So like where your lungs live and your liver lives and your kidneys. By doing that though, We may experience cold hands and cold feet because the heat is taken away from those extremities to keep our core warm. Another common sign of hunger is clock watching. And this is especially pertinent in those who are following like a meal plan or some kind of regimen where the times that you eat are decided by the plan and not by you. You may find yourself looking at the clock every five minutes or so to see when you can eat next. And that is a sure sign of hunger. Another sign is that you are salivating more whenever you think about food. And by the way, if you are thinking about food more, that is a sign that you're hungry as well. But when you think about food, that your mouth just fills up with saliva. That is a clear indication of hunger. Another sign is that you get really irritable and that's where the word hangry comes from, angry hunger. And if all else fails, it's okay to rely on the clock to tell you when to eat. If it has been more than five hours since your last meal, it's pretty likely that you are hungry. Of course there are loads more signs of hunger too and as I said I bet that you have some signs of hunger that you feel that tell you when you are hungry. So it really does differ from person to person. But let's take it one step further. Let's say you've identified yes I am hungry but for whatever reason maybe you choose not to eat Or maybe you're in a situation where you can't eat, like maybe you're in a meeting or you're in a place where there is no food available. What happens to hunger then? Likely, the answer is that it doesn't go away, that it grows and grows. At this point, I want to draw your attention to a scale that intuitive eating counsellors use to help clients navigate their hunger, and that is the hunger and fullness scale. The hunger and fullness scale recognises that hunger isn't just on or off. You're not either hungry or you're not. There are different levels of hunger which can exist in the body. And detecting mild hunger from moderate severe hunger can very much change how you're going to approach your next meal. For the purpose of this, let's imagine that your hunger and fullness levels are in the form of a fuel tank, like in the fuel tank of a car. Zero on the fuel tank is empty. So that is the equivalent of not having any fuel left. You are ravenous, starving. It is your most extreme level of hunger. And on the opposite end, 10 is stuffed. So I mean full to the brim, stuffed, Way past comfortable fullness, perhaps even after a binge. And number five is neutral, so neither hungry, neither full. So zero is empty, 10 is stuffed full, maximum to the brim, and five is neutral. Anything from zero to five is hunger, but hunger at level four is going to look quite different to hunger at level zero identifying if you are at hunger level zero or you're at hunger level four is going to greatly influence your next meal. So now I invite you to look inwards and ask yourself, what does hunger level four look like for you? So remember, five is neutral. So five is neither hungry or full. What does hunger level four look like? For example, it might look like you are starting to think about food more. And the thought of tucking into your cereal bar in your lunchbox really does appeal to you. What does hunger at level three look like? Maybe that's when you start to feel sensations in your stomach or you find that your concentration is waning and that you can't really focus on your work or studies anymore. Remember, there is no right or wrong to this, and it is going to be completely different from person to person. But I invite you to look at the numbers on the scale from 0 to 5 and see if you can put a description on each number. See if you can describe what it feels like to be hungry at level 4, 3, 2 and 1. And don't beat yourself up if you can't get it right even if you can put one descriptive for one of the numbers that is still going to be really helpful. Another key learning that I'd like you to take away from this podcast is that waiting until you're at a level zero or one on the scale to eat is likely not going to be a very civilized event. Think about it. Think about when you had a meal, when you were really hangry, that you couldn't think about anything else, that you were running on empty. Was it an enjoyable fulfilling experience or did it feel like you just had to get something into your mouth as quickly as possible or else you were going to faint? Many of my clients find that yes hunger does need to be present for the meal experience to be enjoyable but to eat at a level zero or one usually results in eating way past comfortable fullness. And we won't talk about fullness today, but that would mean going straight from like a one on the scale to maybe a nine or ten on the scale. In fact, it's a more enjoyable, fulfilling experience to eat at a level maybe three or four on the scale. Because yes, hunger is present, but it's not a case of I must eat this now as fast as I can because I feel like I'm going to faint if I don't eat. Let's bring it back to the example I gave earlier about somebody who wakes up in the morning, doesn't feel particularly hungry, goes about their day and finds that they don't really have much hunger. So they don't eat and come evening time, eat their entire day's worth of food in one sitting. If this is your eating pattern and you find it works well for you, then that's fine. There is nothing wrong with eating like this, but you might find it to be quite distressing and to feel like you have to eat so much in the evening time because you feel so hungry and it's not really an enjoyable experience anymore. It could be that your body has just gotten used to not receiving food throughout the day. So, Although it is hungry, it's gotten used to just dampening down those signals and not telling you because it understands that it isn't going to receive food. The body is really, really clever and it can take some time, especially after years of disordered eating or chronic dieting, to be able to feel true hunger again. The body has a stored form of carbohydrate called glycogen, and it calls on this glycogen when our blood sugar levels are kind of dipping towards the low side, but food isn't coming or no food is available. So, a good example of when this happens is when we're asleep at nighttime. So, when a client tells me that they don't feel hungry in the morning or at lunchtime, and that hunger only appears in the evening time, It is the most likely case that hunger is present, it's just just not so easily detected, especially when there's a whole load of noise from the external environment, such as stress or a difficult working situation or just being constantly busy. It can just be so manic out there that we simply either forget to check what our hunger level is or that we just don't have the ability to hear our own hunger signals because we're just too distracted. So if any of this has resonated with you, I'd invite you to do a little check-in with your own hunger signal throughout the day, even if you have to set a timer. So every hour you do a check-in, where are you on the hunger scale? What number would you give yourself? What description would you give yourself? And it could be an interesting experiment just to see how your hunger develops in between meals and over the course of the day in general. All right, I'm going to leave you there, but thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, I would be so grateful if you could rate and review me on iTunes. And do come and say hi to me on Instagram if you haven't already. I'm at binge.eating.dietitian. And I will see you in the next episode. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for individual medical or mental health advice. And it does not constitute a provider-patient relationship. To this repost episode of the binge eating dietitian podcast. If you didn't know already, I am taking some time away from the podcast in 2023 so I can focus on smashing binge eating in other ways. I am doing a doctorate degree. I'm doing a doctorate of education degree in the realm of binge eating, and as you can imagine, it's taking some of my time and attention away from other pursuits like the podcast. I am keeping in touch with you on my mailing list, though. So if you go to the link in the show notes now, you'll see. link there that says get your binge free week checklist when you sign up to get the checklist you will be added to my mailing list and I'll keep you posted on how things are going over there and I'm sharing all of old episodes because they are full of wisdom about binge eating that I know that you need to hear So, so please keep listening and I'll chat to you soon over on my mailing list make sure you head to the link in the show notes now and sign up to get your free checklist to have a binge free week and then you'll get my regular emails after that until then please take care of yourself